Hey everyone, we've got a quick content warning this week. This episode is extra long as we engage in a discussion about the responsibility of men to address sexual assault in the dance world. The content isn't explicit, and the discussion is around 23 minutes long and occurs in the second portion after our discussion on the importance of vulnerability. If you're currently dealing with the effects of assault, we want you to know that drinking and dance supports all survivors on their path to healing. And we will list support resources in the show notes if you feel you need help on your journey. That said, on with the show. If you must look back, do so forgivingly. If you must look forward, do so prayerfully. However, the wisest thing you can do is be present in the present gratefully. Maya Angelou. Much has been written and said on the importance of slowing down, but for many, that has been a luxury that has been long out of reach. Our world was built around the necessity of movement, of never taking time for yourself. Always be on the grind, they say. Don't let up, they remind us. Eyes on the prize, they admonish. But what would happen if, just for a moment, we stopped? In between all the time we spend regretting the past, fearing the future, and toiling towards endless goals, would it really be a sin to make space to breathe? To let go? To, dare I say it, enjoy ourselves as ourselves? It's easier said than done, I know, but... Sometimes I wonder, if this moment really is all that there is, can we make the choice to savor it in all of its complexity? Can we appreciate the bitterness along with the sweetness? Can we sit down, just for now, and enjoy not doing a damn thing? As this moment becomes the next, let me invite you to sit back Pour yourself a drink and enjoy the show. I'm Rob Celtic, and this is Drinking and Dance at the End of the World. Welcome back to Drinking and Dance at the End of the World. My next guest is a dancer, DJ, event planner, and a rejuvenated sneakerhead. He represents the city of Tampa and the Floridians, a collective of young visionaries whose artistry originated in different parts of the United States, but was harnessed and nourished by the Florida dance community. Their thesis dance event and crew love battles are known throughout the country as must-experience celebrations of art and solidarity. As a community leader and ambassador, he has done a considerable amount of work over the years to bring a sense of gravitas to a state whose most popular trending tattoo is that of Jesus Christ punching Osama bin Laden in the balls. 
<laughs> In some exciting news, due to his vaguely European name and beard, it says here that he was recently cast as the villain in the upcoming black exploitation sequel to Die Hard, starring 50 Cent, Die Hard or Die Trying. <laughs> it is an honor to welcome my old friend and colleague, Hans Pierre. Hans, welcome to the show. <laughs> I love it. I love oh it. man, I really okay. I gave it my level best to make it through that whole thing without laughing, but you <laughs> got me at the end. Okay, so I've heard a lot of like Hans related jokes, mm -hmm. you know, but let me tell you the 50 cent die hard <laughs> reference. I that that might that might be the the best one I've heard. Oh. Every everyone goes for like the Star Wars, you know, the Hans Zimmerman. Ah. But, you know, but well, you yeah, know, that that one that one came to me while I was at work and it ruined me for the rest of the day because it's all I thought about. <laughs> that was like multiple levels. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I sat I sat there this morning, like I, I ran this by my girl and I sat there afterwards. I was like, is is 50 Cent still relevant? Is anyone going to get this joke? <laughs> Does anybody remember that shitty fucking movie? <laughs> I think both together. You know, bred, bred a, a really good intro. Oh, thank God. To be honest. Oh, man. Well, now great. I can enjoy the rest of the interview with a clear conscience. <laughs> so what are, you, uh, what are you drinking today? Uh, okay, so I love this. First of all, I love this idea, to, to be honest. I love this idea because um, I, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but there's also, there's something called Drink Champs, I believe it is, or something like that. And, like, I've just recently stumbled upon it, but apparently they have, like, a bunch of episodes and it's a rapper named nori mm -hmm. and he's and he sits with different people like different artists or different people and they basically do the same thing they they drink and they just talk shit for you know well, hours on is end. that nori from early 2000s nori mm -hmm. the same nori indeed oh the my same. god yeah i had no idea it existed i'm a huge fan of the rapper currency um i had and so he i had no idea nori was still alive <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I didn't. I didn't know that he was even doing the show. So like, I I was a fan of his most recent guests, and so I watched it, and I was like, man, that would be cool. And then a day later, you were like, hey, you want to jump on the show? And I was like, oh, <laughs> look at the timing. Look at the timing. It's um, yeah, fortune, absolutely. That was that was a roundabout way of me not answering your question. Oh, um, it happens <laughs> all the time, and I am so used to it, my dude. <laughs> um, I'm I'm drinking a uh, cream soda and E and J. Um, it's one of the favorite drinks in this house. Um, just because like E and J by itself is kind of tough. Uh, mm -hmm. but cream soda is one of my favorite sodas. So when you put them together, they're actually not as harsh. Um, I would definitely recommend it to, to anybody who's, you know, in the mood for a sweet drink that will get you plastered if you don't watch yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. And I actually, I was going to see if I could replicate that, but I ran out uh -huh. of time. So I just pulled a, a delirium tremens off of the shelf. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah. I am definitely a Belgian beer uh, snob. Like I did a gig um, 2016. I was in uh, Belgium for a week and like nice. uh, we, did like all these tours of like these breweries I, I went to this uh because belgian beer is my favorite beer and i i tell you what man like i was crying in the airport because i didn't want to leave like i had my last wow. like belgian beer in the airport and i was yeah. just like all right i'm coming back i don't i don't fucking care what i have to do <laughs> i'm gonna come back of course yeah but course. we the the delirium tremens uh brewery was like right there as well so nice. i got to pass by that and 
you know. So people people often look at me crazy when I say this, but I'm not really huge on beer. I don't know what it is, if it's like the taste or like whatever the case may be, but like I'm not really a huge beer drinker beer, in it's it's bread water. It's absolutely like <laughs> and you have to find like just the right one that appeals to you because like the craft beer nowadays, like everyone goes for these IPAs because first yeah. off, they're really easy to make. And secondly, yeah. there's this genetic component component where like most there's a good percentage of people whose taste buds respond to it well. I think it tastes mm. like goat piss. So like I can't <laughs> oh, okay. I can't touch that shit. And you know, we're we're not gonna get into why I know what goat piss tastes like. But yeah, no, 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 no. We're yeah, just gonna no, skip no, no. We're that. Just, just, oof, yeah, smoothly yeah, glide through those waters. <laughs> um but yeah, like I I it it really was an acquired taste for me mm -hmm. uh, to develop. And then I developed it in college because I was a typical white boy in a fraternity for two years. Of course. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, and so course, once I learned how to like stomach really crappy beer, when really good beer came out, it was super easy. And so like, I'm a fan of like the Belgian beers because they're super, first off, super strong, like uh -huh. eight, nine, 10, 12%, right. For a, wow. for a beer. Okay right yeah for a beer. it's also like smooth it's dark it's like caramelized almost and that appeals to my 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 sense of taste right all this other oh, okay. bitter and sour shit can take a hike and when i was living in japan like me and my best friends we had this outback steakhouse near the campus and every uh -huh. thursday night we would go to outback steakhouse and just order the girliest drinks we could <laughs> and not Give even girl, but you know the froofiest like umbrella in the thing okay. with the, you know uh -huh. and it's multicolored and like there's yeah, a yeah. sparkler sticking out of it and <laughs> it was amazing um because it would get you super plastered for a low price and it tasted yep. delicious so i'm not yes. all that to say is i'm not about shaming anyone for their alcohol for, for, for sure because masculinity in our country is so fucking weird there's this whole thing of like oh if you don't like beer you're not a man <laughs> yeah like really sure. really dog like that's that's yeah. the defining trait of my masculinity and if my man, like uh you know genetically <laughs> genetically speaking i feel like you're wrong you know i mean it's not even yeah. just genetics like you know yeah. it's it's a whole spectrum so i'm just like yo if all, all all that to say for any topic right whether it's doing um uh, what's typically thought to be like a feminine dance right yeah or yeah. to do or to drink like the frou-frou drink or to wear the mm. color pink right yeah. if my masculinity is so fragile that doing something like that shatters it then it was never strong to begin with exactly yeah you for know sure. like there was there was no chance of it maintaining this level of manliness <laughs> for extended periods of time you know like that's such a burden for you to be like i must be manly get the pink away from me no no drinks just fire water but listen know, like listen like for everyone who's like uh uh thinking it's it's weird for like a comedian to wear a dress right if john fucking uh -huh. Sena can like run a marathon in a tutu and yep. tights which he has yeah right i yep. dare you to say that man is less of a man i dare yeah, you to say course. it to his face and please invite you know. me i want to be there and i want to see it yeah, it, it, it's it's really just come down to projection of like, you know, people's own insecurities and thoughts of what is and what isn't. So, oh, you know, it's banana. Chop it up. But uh, yeah. before we before we go any further, um, I just want to do the uh, traditional opening toast. So first of off, course. cheers to your health. Cheers. Clink. Mm. Clink indeed. Oh, that is smooth. I haven't had that in a minute. Nice. Uh, <laughs> so 
my first question that I ask to pretty much all of my guests is a, a very nice, easy starter. And that is who inspired you when you were coming up and who inspires you today? Oof. Okay. We're going into it. Oh, um, you're damn right. Okay, so, <laughs> so, um, I think, uh, before I answer, okay. So I, I'm a talker, so I feel like, thank God. Um, yeah, <laughs> this would be a very awkward interview if I wasn't, um, I, I, I feel like, especially with the alcohol, I, like I'm going to run with answers for, for longer than I need to. So I'm going to try and like specify, do you mean like artistically? Do you mean like, um, as far as like who I am as a person, because, um, honestly, it's a matter of interpretation. Um, some okay. people will say, Oh, dancers. Okay. Boom, boom, boom. And you know, I'll get somebody saying Michael Jackson, which is cool. Um, because okay. most people do, um, and then some people were like, you know, um, when I was interviewing Dr. Rico, uh, shout out Rico from the uh, Memphis Joke community. Yep. He said, dancers, really no one. What inspires me is Kung Fu movies and nature. Nice. And I'm like, fuck yeah. And so we got nice. into a whole discussion about the five deadly venoms, you know. So uh, nice. it's however you um, want to take it. Okay, cool. So I, I think that um, I think that as far as like who I am and like my mannerisms and like the things that I do. I think that that's a split take between uh, a cousin of mine that I that I had growing up because uh, I grew up in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was born and raised in Massachusetts, and then I ended up moving to Florida um, in two thousand six. I want to say yeah, two thousand six. So um, a lot of my like you know mannerisms and stuff like that came from a cousin of mine that I grew up with, and so like a lot of like things that slip out of me like randomly will be like. East Coast and more, you know, abrupt and more, <laughs> you know, um, just kind of like stuff like that. Because it's a part like, of you. Yeah, exactly. You know, and regardless if I've, you know, if it's been years since I've lived there, just like, you know, growing up there, like, you know, I can I can always feel it like slipping out a little bit. As far as like artistically, I would say that um, I would say like the my my crew would probably be the, the biggest uh, piece of inspiration just because um i i feel like my crew is uh an extension of me and and vice versa Mm. and so um i have like which is it's hard to believe like for some people but like i have like i have a lot of trouble connecting with people um just and on like different levels and i feel like the most connected i am is between you know me and my crew just because we kind of think the same way we hold the same values we have the same you know um the same thoughts on, on different things. Sometimes we oppose each other, but for the most part, you know, um, just having them around and kind of like having that like-mindedness helps me, um, you know, maintain. And, you know, sometimes I'm like, Hey, am I crazy because of this? And they're like, no, you're not crazy because I feel this way too. You know? So I believe it. I mean, that's, I've known you guys ever since we all lived in Los Angeles. And Uh I remember, you know, from the earliest times meeting y'all and kicking it and uh, fucking around and, you know, uh, bullshitting in the parking lots and stuff. I remember thinking like, yeah, this, this is a unit. Like, yeah, y'all roll deep. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And like, and even like in times like this, where like, I like I'm living with them, I can on, I can see it more now, Mm -hmm. now that we're all stuck in, stuck in a house together and I'm not away and I'm not near other people. I'm like, man, we are kind of like four or five of the same person, you know? Mm. Um, 
So I, I, and I don't know if it's because of my reflection on them, their reflection on me, or if it's just like all together. But I would say that like, as far as like inspiration sake, like I do grab a lot of things from, you know, my brothers and sisters from my crew and stuff like that. Well, shout out to the Floridians. Except Sam, I hate him. Oh, dude, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Sam, if you can He's hear actually... this, if you can hear this, Sam, you ain't shit. <laughs> you ain't shit and you know it. <laughs> the fuck do you know? <laughs> the fuck do you know, Sam? That's, uh, that's an old ass inside joke for, uh, for everyone yeah. at home. But um, yeah, uh, sorry, you were saying something about that motherfucker, Sam. Oh, no, I was just giving him shit. He's in the living room right now. He probably can't even hear me. But when this comes out, he'll probably be like, ah, oh, nice. Yeah. So. Sam, we're speaking to you from two weeks in the past. <laughs> you ain't shit. Nice. Anyway, so speaking of... Uh, I, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of you and your crew, um, you and your crewmates have made names for yourselves through, among other things your unique styles and voices displayed when you dance. So what are the most important factors that led to the development of your voice in particular? Um, I know this is hella subjective and this might change in your recollection from day to day, but from where you're at right now. Ask me that one more time. Gotcha. What, what, What are the most important factors that led to the development of your voice? Ah, as a okay. dancer. Ah, okay. So I think that um, what a lot of people don't know or probably like would never really know just because of the way like we we uh, run ourselves and kind of like the way we do things. But like in the earlier stages of our creation of a crew, um, we, we weren't everybody's favorite, you know? We were um, actually shitted on a lot. Uh, we, you know, we, we just caught a lot of slack from all ends, whether it be as a crew or even individuals. Um, and I feel like within the development of the crew and just us as individuals, we kind of, we kind of gained this like fuck it mentality, you know, like it doesn't, it doesn't really matter what anyone thinks is cool or what they think about us or what they think about what we do. Like mm. if this, if this makes, you know, me happy, if I like doing this, then like, fuck it, you know? And I think that, carrying that like fuck it mentality and just like it really doesn't matter i'm just gonna be who i want to be how i want to be when i want to be like i think that that made it so that um we just kind of kept running towards a direction without like need for distraction you know what i mean yeah. so like I, I think that with with that um it kind of built a a level of like perseverance mm-hmm. so for for me i kind of feel that um, at this stage of my life, which it, it sounds kind of like weird and like egotistical, but like, I kind of feel like I have the power to do whatever I want. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I have the power to do the things that make me happy. I have the power like to create the things that I want to without feeling like, you know, oh, I wonder what people will think about it or I wonder how it'll be received, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that like that's like the the biggest thing that I've like been able to like carry through my art career, just because I I see a lot of people struggle with that, and I see a lot of people struggle with that back and forth between, ooh, is this something that I want to do, or is this something that people want me to do, or is this something that's cool? And like, I think that just not giving a fuck and going like, what makes me happy, you know, mm-hmm. um, kind of led me into a position now to where I'm kind of like, you know, um 
yeah, I can just do whatever I want. And I also realized that people gravitate towards um, individuals, you know, like even though like following may be like more of a present, uh, a present trend, people actually gravitate to people who are different. You know what I mean? So totally. Uh, yeah. So, so with that, with that idea of just like, I can be myself without worrying about, you know, what anybody thinks of me, that kind of like pushed me to do the things. And then people are like, wow, you've done so much stuff. You're like, you know, you've accomplished so much. And I'm like, oh yeah, that was just stuff that, you know, I really just wanted to do, you know? So yeah. Yeah. It just ended up boiling. Let me ask you, did you ever have like a, uh, a mentor that was like very present in terms of like dance? I did not. I'm trying to think before I lie to you. I, I, we, okay. So a very important piece of information that doesn't also get spread is that um, the Floridians was created by a person. Um, it was, it, it was, we were a collective of different dancers who came together to be one great unit. And then the creator of that um, stepped away for, for his own reasoning, to, to say the least. He stepped mm-hmm. away and then we became leaderless and we all, you, we all began, began running the crew. Um, so I would, say, I would say yes, because where this figure, I don't wanna like name drop or nothing like that. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, so um, I think that like an overall, mentor um i don't think i really uh i don't think i really had any any uh dominant um mentor teach me like a style or kind of like an og mm-hmm. and i think that at the at the at the upbringing of of my dance career me and the guys we we kind of had like a of not a vendetta but we were kind of against the idea of an og or an overseer because we got so much shit from them oh you yeah know? um so it was it was a lot more uh you know self development but I would say that um in the beginning stages of of the Floridians we were actually created by somebody um and in in those moments that that he was still a part of the crew cuz he's no longer a part of the crew anymore um I did I did end up picking up some things as far as like battling goes as far as like how to um you know like how to not leave the circle open or how to be aggressive in, in, in regards to rounds or, you know, routine placement and stuff mm. like that. Um, so I would say like, that's probably the closest thing I had to like a, a mentor of sorts. But other than that, like no one really, um, I don't, I never really had like an overseer, you know, and that was actually a big thing for us. The fact that like, we were like, we don't need no OGs. We can, you know, figure out our personal development by ourselves. Cause who, who told them, you know, stuff like that. I mean, there's, there's definitely um, something to be said for that. And I don't know. Yeah. Like it's interesting too. I think about this a lot because, um, as the audience knows, my mentor, um, King Charles, uh, who was on episode nine of this podcast, uh, he and I are very close. That's my brother. Uh, and I love that man very much. Mm -hmm. I owe my career to him and I, I would not be where I am. This podcast wouldn't be in existence without him. That said, sure. it was definitely these, po- this, this, these points uh, during training where, like, I had taken on so much of, of him and his style yeah. that people were like, oh, you're just trying to copy. And I'm like, fuck, no. You know, uh-huh. and then, like, also, like, yeah. you know, th- no, he's a very strong personality. And if you're not careful, your mentor can actually, like, you know, wash away parts of, of who you are. And it's not even like they're trying yeah. to do that. 
but that's yeah, just that's yeah, part of that sure. relationship that can get out of hand if you don't watch it and I started feeling mm-hmm. aspects of that and that's part of why I, I left and I traveled around the world and I, I came to my mm-hmm. own city and, and tried starting things here because I wanted to yeah. figure out who I am outside of just being a member of creation and being Charles's protege. And, you yeah, know, I for also, sure. you know, not, I, and I'm sorry, this isn't my interview, but like, you know, like it's also, no, but it's important. It's important yeah, to know, you know, it's important to, to, to know on the, on yeah, the spectrum. Actually, and as, as men also, there's this dynamic when it comes to men and becoming a man and dealing with your father, you know, and yeah. my father is not a perfect person. He's also not a monster, but he is a very, domineering human being and he he Uh definitely you know has a you know it's just this we butted heads a lot and we're not speaking now but so it it came Uh to shape that dynamic of like you know i kind of treat my mentors with a little bit of suspicion too because it's like all right man i already got one father that i don't get along with like i don't need another one yeah for sure for sure and just like and you know just like with with that you know um i think that uh, guidance is always yeah. important. You know, I think that like guidance and, and help figuring out uh, your interests or the things that end up shaping you is, is important because it may cut down on the time that you spend exploring that, yeah. you know? So yeah, not to say that like, you know, mentors aren't important because they, if, if you have the ability to, or if you have the chance to get somebody who, you know, is interested in helping you, with your personal develop their de- personal development that I would say definitely go for it. Um, but I will also say it's, you don't have to have it. And I think that a lot of people get lost in that. And a lot of people are like, I got to find somebody to be my big homie so they can put me on game. And like, <laughs> I feel like we all have the tools and the time to really pull back the layers and figure out who we are and not have somebody have to tell us or have to work absolutely that, absolutely and i you know i have to make it clear because sometimes these things can be taken out of context but i have to make it clear yeah. that i'm very grateful for charles and i'm grateful for the relationship yeah, for sure. that we've been able to keep throughout the years and you know part of me like pushing away from like a lot of the stuff that you know was going on in los angeles is is what's mm. essential to development now and you know yeah. if, if they're a good mentor which charles is like he doesn't want a bunch of little charles's running around like he exactly, wants he wants yeah. you know his students and he's got so many proteges over the world now like he he wants us all to like go and and be the best versions of ourselves and if if yeah, your sure. mentor is doing that for you then that's somebody to stick with absolutely yes yes for sure yeah i think it's just you know don't and people should just not second guess their own ability. Ooh. Oh you know? yeah. You know, I feel I feel like that's that's the most important thing. Like, you know, because even when I was speaking about it earlier to where I was like, I can do whatever I want. I can't literally do whatever I want. You know what I'm saying? But like that belief in in that I- ideology, you know, breaks down that wall of like, oh man, I can't do something. So like, I feel well, like, you know, if now you, you can want, really create like, the art you want to create though. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Now you can sure. get the work. And done. it might be even, it might be even more personal because you stumbled upon these things yourself rather than, you know, having somebody guide you through the, the process in the way that they probably were guided, you know, because things change and things. Yeah. Develop. But even with the guides, they can never really like, they can't do the work for you. If the work's going to get done, yes. you got to do it. The best thing they can do is point you in a direction. Yeah. For and that's sure. all that ever, Charles ever did for me. 
Um, yeah, for but sure. speaking to your role as and as an organizer, um, I mm-hmm. don't believe that most dancers in our community understand the crazy amount of time, money, energy, and sanity that goes into planning and organizing community events. I think you're and absolutely. Y'all, I figured you might. I figured you might agree with me on that one. But y'all have not only created an annual event that dancers will fly in from all over the country to attend, but also a traveling event that draws crowds in multiple cities. So how did you get into this specific aspect of the culture and how did you reach sustainability with it? Um, whew. Sustainability. Uh, okay, so if we're gonna split it, we can split it down the middle because um, because thesis and, and crew love are two different beasts uh, within the same by nature. Animal, yeah. I guess. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so with with uh, with w- okay, so with myself, um, I was a part of a lot of different communities growing up as a dancer. I was I love freestyle and I love hip hop culture. And I loved, you know, that aspect of it. But I was also into, I also went to school for dance. So I was also into, Same. you know, technique, yeah. you know, and like, and, and education and understanding how to do stuff. And so, and like performance and stuff like that. So be, because I was a part of all of those facets, when I ended up moving from Florida to, um, when I ended up moving from Florida to California, I wanted to have one big uh, send off you know uh, with all of the different parts with all yeah with all the different parts of the of the communities that was that I was, was literally your like, thesis exactly oh my God. yes that exactly yeah that's dope. and so yeah yeah and and the thing about it was it was supposed to be a one-off it was supposed to be just a one-time event all right i'm out of here guys and it was so good that people were like hey when is it happening again you know how's <laughs> are you gonna you know next year next year and so you know, with that, that just kind of, uh, you know, it kind of like blew up into something that was way, that is way bigger than me. Yeah. You know? um, and as far as, as far as like crew love goes, um, we, we love, we love going to events, but we were like, we, well, the original story was that, to be honest, we were short on rent. So we were like, what can we do to get rent somehow? We're, I Hans, you DJ now, so we can have a jam. Sam, you play this cool machine, so we can incorporate it that somehow. And you know, what's the worst that can happen? People won't come, so let's just try it. And we tried it, and just like thesis, it was successful, and it was great, and it was different. And so we had to keep figuring out ways to tighten the, you know, tighten the bolts, mm-hmm. and you know, making it better. But it is hard, and um, sustainable is a question mark because. There are oh, some especially this, nowadays. This, yeah, now that exactly. the plague yeah, is hit. And if, yeah. Exactly. And and speaking of which, you know, we we got hit hard because we did our national tour last mm-hmm. year and and that was nuts to us because, you know, we didn't think that we could create something like that, let alone 14 stops for our Yo, first also a you know? uh, shout out to you guys for having me judge. That was real that was an yes. honor. Yeah, it was actually, yeah, of course, it was a no-brainer, you know. Um, and, and you know, with our with this year, we were like, yo, let's just do it again, you know. And then the plague happened. <laughs> and and literally, literally, we, we had to cancel like four or five of them. And we, 
we we were knuckleheaded and we were like oh it, it's not even you know different places like at the beginning of it like march oh. for march 14th no we were like oh we had la and la was in like uh-huh. february and we were like oh that won't be as bad so we had arizona and we had like 10 people in oh. arizona and and we were like no this is bigger than us so we had to shut it down you know so sometimes it's to to it's a risk yeah. you know sometimes sometimes you lose out sometimes you break even sometimes you put a lot more effort into what it's received but what is something um, you wish that people knew about what it takes to make this happen um i wish that people knew maybe not knew maybe not know but i feel like i wish that people would take a second to step back and see all of the working parts mm. Because I feel like as as competitors, I feel like we get used to just showing up to a jam, competing, and then yep. leaving. You know, I, but I feel like people don't necessarily take a, a second to look at the working parts. Like, look at who took your money when you walked mm. in. T- take a look at who organized scheduling. Mm-hmm. Taking a look at taking a look at the like who's filming. If there's nobody filming, like you know, dan- like look at the holes that are there. Look at you know. Stuff yeah. like that because I feel like we're we're kind of spoiled as a community because we've had so much great event like we've had so many great events we've had so many great opportunities to like you know to have great times but I don't think we take a second to uh, look at look at who, like who's actually co- like cultivating these moments for us to have. Well, here's the know? great thing about um, a year of us being stuck indoors is that we have a whole year to appreciate yes appreciate Absolutely. our organizers and our promoters Absolutely. and our djs and the judges Absolutely. and all that shit because i tell you what i would kill somebody yeah. in front of their own mama to have all that back again <laughs> i i i know a couple of people who would do yeah no works, absolutely you know <laughs> um and you know, it's, it, but it's a, it's a big deal though. Like it's a, it's a whole working process with crew love. You know, we, we found the flow, we found a monkey sheet. So now we're like, okay, we need a venue. We need judges. We need, uh, we need this, we need that. And then we fill all those holes and then we have an event, but like, you know, it's, it's hard. It's, it's very hard. And I, and I, but I definitely implore, I definitely think that everybody should either get involved with an event or have their own event just so they can, have an understanding of like what it actually is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And appreciation makes all the difference. For sure. For sure. So then next time you go to a jam and you're looking around and you're like, man, I remember when I was a part of this event, dang, they're probably having a tough time not running overtime with the venue or like, you know, damn, I know that there's not a lot of cipher time, but you know what I'm saying? Like small things like that would just come into context of like, Instead of just like, I'm going to show up, give them $10 and hopefully have a good time and leave, yeah. you know, because that makes it more of a community thing. You know what I'm saying? That makes it more of an understanding. Well, it's funny when you were saying like, you know, we all get into this habit of like uh, showing up, doing our thing, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, yeah, we go, we all get into this habit of showing up, paying our money, making it to the top four, getting butt hurt, leaving. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. You know, it's but it's a real thing, you know, you know, it's a real thing. And we harp on people. We're like, hey, like right before right before we because we pull all of our names out randomly. Oh, out of the yes. Hat. So right. So, 
So right before we pull the last last two names of the top 16, we always make the same announcement. We go, hey, if this if these two names aren't your team, now you have the freedom to have fun. Now you have the freedom to have a good time. Now you don't have to save your rounds for the battle. The now pressure you is to, off, y'all. You know, yeah, but don't leave. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't leave because, you know, you're you're a part of this moment and, like, you paid money to come in here, so you might as well dance and have a good time, you know? And if you may, you know what I'm saying? Like, that, that goes for people who leave early and stuff like that. People are like, I gotta go to work or I got stuff to do. People would stay if they made it to Absolutely. the finals. Absolutely, and that's what I had to, like, so, I, I caught myself doing that shit. Like, I... I yeah, of course, we're human. I do it all we the do time. it, right? But I, yeah. I make it yeah. as I get older, um, mm-hmm. I make this habit of making sure to clear the whole day. Like I don't I try never to schedule anything else yeah. on a day that I know I'm gonna go to an event. Because yeah. if I have anything else to do, I'm probably gonna go do it. And I just yes. know myself. Yes. And I also know the etiquette yeah. and I know like what that says to the organizer right and yes Yes. sometimes emergencies happen you know and there's no way to avoid that but like we're human you know like we're 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 human along with that i'll say that not all events are made equally you know not all Oh, for real though are this are are the same you know so like it's not just across the board because there are there are some there are some people who are in it not to contribute to the to the culture and the community but there are people who are there to just make a buck or to big up their name or for XYZ. and you can very clearly tell who those people are like within five oh, minutes yeah. of being in that space oh yeah yeah for sure and, and the funny thing about it is that like me 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 and the guy say it all the time but we we have a tough time um we have a tough time competing because we're kind of spoiled you know, we work very hard to contribute to an event that has all the boxes checked off, you know, a good time, good music, good judges, you know, focus on the party and not the battle, like, you know, everything, you know, good customer service, you know, we, we focus on that. So now when we sometimes go to events where the intention is off or some things are lacking, it's kind of harder to have the greatest of times if if you if you know what i'm saying so like not all events that's that's just to say that like not all events are created equally so don't feel like you have to stay until 1 a.m for every you know jam but like it's just something to keep in mind you know yeah absolutely and i'm glad that you brought that up because there absolutely is a, a a wide fucking range of quality when it comes to events Oh yeah, they're definitely you know. <laughs> they're, 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 and honestly, they're definitely uh, the DJ, the DJ is a huge yes. part of it. As much as I love certain people that like put on uh, events and shit, and as much as I love certain DJs, like sometimes they're just off, and it's really hard to like hang in there when the DJ ain't doing their yeah. thing. You know? Yeah, and it's and you know like <laughs> yet again, me and the guy say it all the time, but there's a multitude of things that could break an event. You know, it could be the DJ, it could be the host, it could be the judges, it could be uh, the actual people who are entering the battle. You oh, know, yeah. like it, there's there's a multitude of things like, you know, there have been some, you know, not to. And I feel like the ENJ is activated. Oh, dude, there, this delirium tremens has been kicking for the last <laughs> 10 minutes. I'm like, I'm focusing hard to keep on track. But yeah, go on. There's 
there's a multitude, there, not a multitude. There's a there's a couple of events that I personally choose not to enter or even attend because you know I don't like hosting. I don't like how you know some hosts give people more time, or I don't like how some hosts pick which people to battle. I don't like you know what I'm oh, saying. Yeah. So like, there's a multitude of things that make you know events like not the same you know so it's kind of tough and music is a big thing music is a huge thing dude because that's 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 the most common that's the most common thing that that shits on an event you know it's a beautiful venue great host great people million dollar cash prize but the the music is (laughs) you know the benny hill theme song yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah exactly oh you know, so, god um oh that's great you know it's and and as 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 battlers that's what we sign up for we sign up for whatever the fuck we get you know we don't know what it's gonna be but we know that we came to dance to whatever you know so it's like it's like it's tough because and it's also you know, like you will see in multiple events like djs displaying preferential treatment for dancers like oh, yeah. and they'll be like oh, oh yeah this dude's a b-boy right, i'm gonna queue up this james brown we're good oh that guy's a crumper all right ha 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 you know oh this dude yep. pops yeah yeah let's do uh shashu or something you know like yep yep and and i've and i used to take offense <laughs> to that but what i also real what i also realized is that um sometimes sometimes djs aren't doing it to give anybody a leg up sometimes they're either trying to provide a great moment like they're trying to make a dancer dance to something that they know that they can dance to so then it could be a great yeah. you know what i'm saying or or they're trying not to upset anybody mm. you know they're trying to make sure that like everybody's happy but either way it's uh it that that leads to a personal thing versus this being for everyone you know what i'm saying like that's when your personal feelings and thoughts get in the way of like cultivating something that could just happen. Naturally. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, as, as a Chicago footworker in the Colorado scene, right. There are a bunch uh-huh. of DJs that have juke music. And I know this because yes. they will play those tracks as yep. uh, a tiebreaker as uh-huh. a um, uh, bonus round or, or some other shit, you know, just to prove yep. like how versatile they are. But like, you uh-huh. know, we have about four or five Chicago footworkers in the scene presently. Um, and yeah. we never get our music. Right. Like uh-huh. there is not once. And I, you know, since I and I've been here three years, you know, yeah. um, and I get, you know, it's it is. Tough. It is. It's one of those things. Like if you yeah. represent a an unrep- uh, a very small, underrepresented uh, subculture of the greater street dance community. Uh-huh. Like to to uh-huh. to get that uh, level of respect is a is really a fight, you know. But it's yeah. for for particular DJs where like I gave them tracks because they asked, you know. It's uh-huh. like yo, yeah, y'all y'all aren't even trying to see what this you know what what the full potential of this is. If you never mm-hmm. give it to the people that like can know what to do with it, like you you yeah. you don't really respect the culture, you don't respect the style or the uh, the music all that much. You're just trying to look yeah. uh, eclectic, you know. Yeah, and I, I think there's a, I think there's a balance. There's a balance because I don't think that, um, I don't think that 
somebody who does a style should never get their own type of music. You know oh, what no. I mean? And they should like, never like, like they should never always get their own type of music either. You yeah, know? I but, feel like but this I, is I feel like it's definitely this is the thing too yeah. though, right? When you're uh somebody who does a primarily fast style and the DJ knows that, uh-huh. and then they get this same yeah. fucking look on their face, this little yeah. smug little thing, and then they throw on a popping track. And the look, uh, yeah, the look I, on their face. I remember you yeah. telling me that. Oh. I remember you telling me that that that's something that happens to you very often. To where like you, uh, you get a lot of popping songs, or you get a lot of like specific, like speed songs that are like to a detriment of like your style. And like you know, I I think I think it's that I feel like not that a lot of DJs are just lazy, but I feel like um, maybe like a lot of homework isn't isn't being done you know what i mean because because there are also djs who find pleasure in challenging people you know what i mean like not even just like challenging like bpm but just like playing bullshit and being like you should dance you should be able to dance to anything like you know what i mean like i think that you can get the same shit by just playing good absolutely but that's the thing is my point is that like i don't mind being challenged i've been challenged for ever since i've been on the scene I'm just kind of bored yeah. that it's always the same challenge, you know, like yeah, give me sure. some fucking, uh, uh, Gilberto. What is that? That Brazilian guitarist name? Like if you, if you want to go eclectic, like yes. give me some fucking yeah. like folk music, I'll dance the shit out of yeah. like fucking throw and Katy Perry and on. I don't give a fuck, but like, that's the whole, and that's the homework. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's, that's the homework of it to where you have to sit down and be like, okay, what can I, what what is a fast song that I can play that's not like conventional? What's a slow song that I can play that's not yeah. conventional? What you know? And that's because... that's the thing too, though. Like uh, it, since we've all been in quarantine and like we've been separated from each other for so long, like I've had uh, so much time to just put on slow music and figure out how to get down. Yeah. And now it's just all I want is to be in the same space with everybody again. You know what I mean? DJs DJs have no excuse absolutely zero and i don't know how many djs are going to listen to this i hope a lot but djs have (laughs) zero zero excuse to not have good music at the like for the next jam that happens in 2001 we're talking about the next decade like you've had so much time to listen you've had so much time to, (laughs) to, to get ready and look up songs and figure out how songs go together and like there's there's no excuse for also that. dancers you've had so much time to listen to other types of music that challenge you, you exactly know? you know there's 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 no excuse for 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 either one you know but but one of them takes the press of a button and some word you know, though yeah you know what i'm saying so like i feel like uh, yeah i i really hope that when we come out of this jams will be of course, like, you know, the, the first jam that happens post-quarantine is going to be, and I'm doing air quotes, the greatest jam of all time <laughs> because, you know, everybody's like, oh, I needed this. and But, like, if, we, if we're if we talking about it from, like, a, a real standpoint of, like, you know, quality, I feel like I, I really hope that people take this time to, like, you know, you know I- really get into what there's what to be what now. it is that you want you know and coming from a yeah. place of truth because honestly like it really is i feel like it's going to be kind of like for anyone who's ever been um celibate for way longer than they wanted to be for whatever reason uh-huh. right and then the first time uh-huh. you actually meet somebody awesome in a long time and like you make that connection etc and afterwards you're like oh okay cool yeah that, 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 that yeah. could have been better actually let's you know 
So I, yeah. I kind of feel like it's going to be like that with jams or just like with us yeah. getting together in the same space and dancing period. Yeah. And of course, you know, the Facebook post of like, Oh my God, I went to a jam and I danced my soul <laughs> off. And, da, 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 da. and like, you know, everybody's going to make it, but like realistically, I feel like if we stop, if, if we take a second to step back from the fact that we haven't had this in a while, like, is it really is it quality good? or can we do better? Yeah, All right, well, with know. that said, we're going to take a quick break uh, while we each freshen our respective drinks and y'all at home, yes. uh, you know, go to the bathroom, do what you need to do. Um, my guest today is Hans Pierre from Tampa representing the Floridians. So we will be back in just a moment. All right, and we are back. My guest today is Hans Pierre, uh, representing the Floridians. That's a capital F L O O R idians. You see what they did there? It works on three levels. <laughs> you clever bastards, you. Nice. Uh, so, um, we would You'd be surprised about how many times people write just regular Floridians, like people from Florida with one O, and we're like, no, we worked so hard on this. Come on, guys. <laughs> it's the F and the L. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, ooh, pardon. Um, you mentioned when we were talking about how uh, Crew Love started, like, you know, what are all our talents? And, oh, Sam, you can play this thing, right? Um, mm. Which was going to lead into a question I actually had. You, uh, you guys have a tradition of getting down to music that you make on the spot, specifically mm. Sam with his little beat boot beat machine. Yep. So how did, <laughs> how did that come about? Was that just for crew love or did y'all just. Well, okay. So Sam, um, Sam purchased, uh, Sam purchased the machines. I want to say a while ago, he, Sam is a producer and he, he makes a lot of this. He's a music, uh, he's an artist. And so he makes, he makes his own beats and he uses the 404. It's a it's a Roland 404, um, and it's a sampler. So basically, you you can do a couple of things with it. But one of the things that you can do is that you can take sounds from stuff, and then you can edit it to to make a make a work out of it. Mm. Um, and so before we even had the jam, he was already doing it to create, you know, the 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 beats to his own music, and we would we would dance to it and. It was it just, something about it just pulls um, the the honesty out of out of your body because it's it's not like anything you've ever heard before you know like the cadences or like the sounds or the feelings it's not like anything you've ever heard before. I can so. confirm this. Yeah, I had to, <laughs> I had to do my judges showcase to that. So yeah, and, I heard. I, <laughs> I still and to this day I still don't really know what it is about it, but I think it's just the fact that like as dancers we gravitate to either stylistic music or just music that that you know that sounds you know familiar to us and i feel like the things that come out of that machine are so foreign that you have two choices you either say oh um i'm just gonna do what i normally do and say fuck the music or you just toss everything into the wind and you let yourself you know you let your body react to whatever the sounds are doing which is in in all actuality, the most honest and the most like holistic way that we do it, that we dance, you know, when we like don't think about our cool moves and we don't think about, you know, this type of stuff. So I feel like that has 
the ability to do that. And we were like, yo, what if we take that into a battle setting mm. where, you know what I'm saying, where people get the opportunity to be as free as they want to or do what they want to just standing across from somebody else. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we, were, and we were like, let's try it. And we tried it and the results were insane. And we were like, yeah, this is something that we have to, you know, do. Yeah. And I got to say, like, initially, like, I was not a fan, but like when I had to do it myself, I'm like, all right, OK, mm-hmm. there's there's something to this. <laughs> yeah, there's, it's the it's the, you, you know, it's the resistance at first. It's the resistance. Well, of like, what is it? We we resist. Oftentimes we resist what we need the most. Yeah. As a, know, as just as a people. You know? Yeah, for sure. You know, like sometimes like we're and maybe yeah we're resisting it because it's foreign to us but we don't know that maybe foreign is good maybe comfort isn't what we need you know maybe comfort isn't realistic you know like because sometimes we need a second to just not know what we're doing and just be okay with that because in life in the macro uh, because we're speaking at a micro here but the macro almost every goddamn day <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, yep, you know. that's you know yeah and so like and and it's tough also because dance is such a vulnerable art you know if you're a musician and somebody says they don't like your song you can blame it on the instrument if you're a painter and somebody's like i don't like the thing that you painted you can blame it on you know the paintbrush or you can just throw the thing away but because dance is like us and our bodies and some, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of hard to be that honest be, for fear of somebody not appreciating it or somebody not liking it, you know? So it's a tough spot to be in. Oh, it really is. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I talked last week. I had a discussion with Feathers, who's the co-host of uh, Drinking and Dance After Hours. We did an episode nice. where we briefly talk about how dance, we are like the only art that is completely dependent on another artist uh-huh. you know our art yeah. is dependent on the music mm-hmm. and yeah. without that i mean we're just i mean modern dancers know technically but like, yeah there's there's an argument to be said for that but i for me yeah. i i've always taken issue with the postmodern dancing period yeah, but sure. we'll get into that later um but all that to say like you know we it, it's it's it is this hard position. Like, and I, I said, we're kind of at the bottom of the totem pole when it comes to like that, because we do have that dependency, but you bring a very interesting point up. We are the only art that is that personal aside from like actors and singers, actors and singers. Yeah. You know, you know, like this is like something about it is just like, you know, um, something, something about it is, is, is just so personal and like, I, I don't know. You just can't really get away from that. And you just can't really, you know, downplay the fact that like we are the art or we make the art physically with our bodies. And so with that, you know, people just, it's hard to not take things personally. It's hard to not want somebody to see you that vulnerable in a moment where you're like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing right now. You or know, to, what I'm or to appreciate like, what that vulnerability means to you in that moment. And, and that right there is what, crew love is for us you know what i'm saying the fact that we get to cultivate this space um where you can do that where you can not know what the fuck is going on because in all actuality as much as he knows what he's doing it's never really the same so sometimes sam doesn't even know what he's doing nor should nor should it be 
yeah, you know what I'm saying? So like that that connection of like, we don't know what the fuck we're doing, but we like it and it makes us happy, you know? Mm. Yeah, that's like the the kicker for us. And I feel like that speaks to like just the core concept of this dance that you do, which is a black cultural creation, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. whereas like a lot of, and this is not to disparage white dancers or non-black dancers, but it is to say that like many of us, myself included, grew up in a culture where it was technique was valued and, and, yeah. uh, you know, set patterns were valued. And yeah. this, this spirit of uh, letting loose and feeling and, and connecting to this groove and, and letting out that struggle. Yeah you know, yeah, you was know. necessary yeah. in black and that, culture to survive. And that, and that freedom of expression and, you know, like, I, and not necessarily having anywhere else to put it, you know? Yeah, like, because you couldn't be free anywhere else. Exactly, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's, like, super, super important, you know? And sometimes it gets overlooked because we just kind of, like, pencil it in, pencil it in as, like, oh, this is just dance, and we just get to do cool moves, but, you know, like... We're just we dicking kinda, around. Yeah, you know, yeah. and like we kind of overlook the freedom aspect of it. We kind of look overlook the expression aspect of it of like, you know, like this is something that could potentially be healing, you know, potentially be, you know, something that somebody actually needs to exist because they don't have the space to do it anywhere else, you know? And that's actually that's a perfect lead into something I wanted to talk about. And it's a difficult, mm-hmm. it's a very difficult topic to discuss, but I'm hoping you're with me on this. I'm with it. All right, cool. So I think it's very important to normalize this conversation. And I think it's important that you and I do it as well. So um, we've spoken a lot on this show about the prevalence of sexual assault in the dance community. Yes. Um, before the pandemic struck, we had word of what happened with Wolf in New York, uh-huh. uh, which I discussed with Nubian Nene in episode uh-huh. eight. And in episode yeah. 17, I spoke with Jasmine Pike about a crumper in the Salt Lake City community who is being investigated currently for the assault, harassment or grooming of over 40 women and underage girls. Yes. And I am also aware of that. One too. All right. Good. Good. I'm, I'm glad to hear it. And I that it was you remind me of that because uh when you say like sometimes dance is the only way we can let this out uh she talked about in her episode jasmine uh cc99 talked about the event that they did um where there were all these uh survivors of this assault coming forward and dancing and expressing it out you know and this woman was able to to say that she'd been assaulted and and she was you know dancing her pain because that was the only way she was able to let it out. And his supporters yeah. were right there watching it. And we had this, these underage girls saying the same shit too. So yeah, uh, all that to say, um, I recently came to terms with the fact that up until this point, I've only discussed assault in, on this show with women. When yeah. really it's a problem that we men perpetuate. We are most often the perpetrators and we are usually the ones who shelter those who do perpetrate. Uh-huh. And since I have the opportunity of speaking with you and you're a, a community organizer and a leader in your scene, not the leader, but a leader. Yep. Um, is this an issue that you've had a lot of consideration with? Have you, you put a lot of thought into um, in terms of your own events, in terms of like uh, the, the, the people in your community? Yes. Um, yes. 
Yes. Uh, to all of those, to, to, to all of those uh, questions that you just asked me. Yes. Um, I, I have had a lot of uh, instances with it and like, even like, you know, um, with us, with us as a crew looking into the well-being of our event, you know, like yeah. we've, we've come across some situations. So we're like, Hey, this is a thing. What do we, what do we do? You know what I'm saying? Like, how do we handle it? Um, the, the situation that you spoke about with Jasmine, um, with the, the person, like not trying to, of course, not in any way trying to throw anybody under the bus or, or X, Y, Z, but, um, the person that we're speaking about was actually the judge of our Salt Lake City, our first Salt Lake City crew love, Damn. you know? So it's like, so it's like very, that's hard. Very, yeah. It's, it's very precedent, you know? And like, we, we also had a similar, a, a similar situation with the, now that I'm looking at it, it looks kind of harsh on us, but um, we had a similar, we had a similar situation with something that happened in, uh, in Washington with another dancer, mm. um, you know? So it's, it's definitely something that uh, I'm not only like hip to, but also like I've uh, had to sit down and really look into it and see like, how it affects us, like what, what are what are the facts? What are the um, what are the things that we know? What are the things that we don't know? Mm-hmm. What are the things that are, um, and most importantly, what are the things that are not most importantly, also important? What are the things that uh, aren't necessarily our not our business, but that we don't have enough information to give a proper um, opinion on? What is under your you purview? Know? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's, that's a very important thing because I feel like nowadays we live in a society to where um, everything is so public and everything is so available that um, and, and opinion sharing is so common that people take the opportunity to say how they feel about things without, without sitting and digesting it or without knowing more information. You know what I'm saying? So like, um, there are some situations to where uh, I'm aware of it and I am not in agreement of it. And uh, I would never support anybody who would be, who would, who would, who, who is known to, to, to do that. Um, yeah. But with the and, other and side, I also, I, I understand also that I'm putting you in a difficult position, uh, position um, because yeah, but, you know, it's, but at the same time, I think it's important for us to to regularly, as men yeah. in this community, have this discussion. Because, sure. like, I personally, like, I've done work uh, with a bunch of uh, assault survivors in the uh-huh. context of uh, being a self defense teacher, yeah. right? And I've learned a lot from speaking with survivors of assault, and under like, and actually, like, so many people in my family, uh, partners, friends women coming forward and telling me uh, and entrusting with me their, their, their stories, you know, mm-hmm. so it kind of like really opens up your entire worldview of uh, when you understand that this is so prevalent. And at the same time, we don't fucking talk about it. Yeah, for sure. At all. Yeah. Uh, we, we actually, we, we really don't, um, we really don't. And I think it's just like a, a, not a fear of mine, but like um, in, in some instances, I like to not uh I I like to not make things my my business per se mm-hmm. until 
until I either know all the facts or like X, Y, Z. And so not to say that I, I stay out of it or that I'm in support of it because I'm definitely not. Yeah. But there, there are things that are like, there are things that I'm like, oh man, like that's fucking crazy. I don't know if, I don't know if it's true or not because I haven't heard the, the cases from the victims. I haven't heard the side of the person who is being accused. So the best thing for me to do is to just step back and let that community handle what's going on in their community. You know what I mean? Because I don't want to, I don't want to pick a side and then something, something happened or development happened to where we find out more information later on to where, you know what I'm saying? It, things may not be as perceived as the way it is. And I shared my opinion or I took a side and I, you know what I'm saying? So, it, well, that's the thing too, is that like, I get that, that impulse. I think that's very natural. And I think it's also like to, in the, in the times that we live in when everybody, you know, is, is, uh, can seem mm. quick to rush into judgment, etc. Yeah. I, I totally understand that you don't want to mm. be that. Um, I think it's also because I am who I am and, and, what i am that mm -hmm. like i have a lot of experience getting up and saying hey i used to think some fucked up shit or hey yeah. i said this or hey like i did some shit i'm not proud of and uh -huh. i need to i need to come to terms and make amends with that and it's not fun it is a dog shit sandwich every time yeah but it's i think it's necessary and i don't think that we all of us i don't think we've done enough like as men especially i i think we need to do more work in being available to let ourselves do that you know yeah, what i mean for sure for sure i think it's definitely like i think the con i think these conversations should definitely happen you know i think that um it's it's very important it's it's very important to have these conversations amongst uh amongst people you know i feel like it's it's important to talk to the people close to you or talk to the the people you know make it more personal rather than just like make it more public or make it more like you know um just make it make it so that everybody else can see how you feel about something you know yeah I, I feel like it's i feel like it's just as important to either do your own research or kind of like you know like you know jump just kind of like jump jump into it with the people who are close to you or who are deeply affected into the situation rather than just you. be like what i saw this thing on facebook about people saying this thing about this thing and i don't fuck with that so i'm gonna go ahead and say on facebook that i don't fuck with that and i'm gonna get in the person's in you know what i'm saying like yeah I, I i think that there's like everything is so multifaceted that like we have the ability to step back and either say this is none of my business but i hope that justice prevails um or kind of like research it in our own way you know yeah, but, you know, also, like, as a community leader and organizer, you do have a certain responsibility, especially when it comes to, like, stuff that happens at your events. You definitely, yeah, we definitely you know, do. Like, this is something I talk about, like, with the Lindy Hop community. They have had a reckoning of sorts over the last decade where a lot of their shining stars, you know, turned out, you know, it, it turns out later that they were using their statuses to abuse women and to... Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I, I was in the presence of a guy in France, Max... Pitruzella, I will absolutely name this motherfucker. Yeah, um, as yep. you should. Uh, and this, you know, I uh, he was my my ex's family at the time. You know, like she she'd known this guy for years, and you know he was affable and charming and this and that. 
And then all these women come out and say, like, you know, they're giving detailed stories about, you know, how they were assaulted by him and pressured out of the scene or coerced or this or that. And here's the thing that this is what what shapes my mentality around this whole issue uh, because of my work with survivors, because of like talking to people I know who have are, who have survived assault. There's three things that I, I think I can that 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 shape my my mentality around this. Right. Uh-huh. Um, first off is that false accusations do happen. Yes. Right. I, I like Emmett Till, most famous, yes. most famous example. Yes. False accusations do happen. Right. The second thing to that is that the number of current of, of occurrences of false accusations are infinitesimal compared yes. to the amounts of people who actually do the assault. Yes. Right. And the next point is that usually like when, whenever I hear people that are, are saying like, uh, well, we have to wait for the courts to this or that, or we have to, you know, yeah, she said this, but, uh, where's the evidence, right. Or where are the witnesses, right. Yeah. Usually. And this is speaking in a, you know, the statistics backs this back this up by a wide fucking margin. Usually the only witness to an assault is the survivor. Yes. You know? Yeah. So like you cannot wait for that that type of shit. No, you, like you, you know, can. and especially if somebody has like multiple accounts of this and that. Like, I mean, yeah, even if even one of them is true, like yeah. with Cosby, right? Uh-huh. When it gets to like the double digits, right? If even one of those is true, yeah, then that you know is a monster, saying? regardless. Yeah, yeah you know? for sure, for sure. And I and I definitely think that there's something to, there's definitely something to look into. You know, like yeah. I not not to say that like you know, on that like innocent until proven guilty because uh, let let's talk about it in the world that we live in that that isn't necessarily a thing. Well, no, here's know? the thing. Too, sorry to cut you off. I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let yeah. you finish. I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> um, but here's the thing, right? I it's really crazy when I see all these people are like, oh, but we got to wait for the court of law to this and that, yeah. and I'm like, okay, so now we have faith in the justice system. Yeah, the court of law ain't really been. For real, it, it, word. It, the, the court, the court of law isn't really shining, shining in gold stars right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Sorry. Go on. So uh, no, I cut but, you off. Yeah, but but that's yeah, that's basically the point that I was I was gonna make. You know, like um, even even though like it, like it could be that like one out of like if ten cases of of Cosby happen and one of them is true. Whether if that one is true or not, if you have 10 cases, it's something to definitely look into. It's yeah. definitely, there's definitely something there or there's, you know what I'm saying? Like there's, there's definitely something, something to, to, to look into and whether, whether it be small, big, it's a thing, you know what I'm saying? It's definitely something for somebody to have to like, to, to speak out, you know? Um, so I, I don't, it, it's a tough, it's a tough, it's definitely a tough spot because now we're getting into the, the the place of like just like you said like I'm in a, I'm a figure in the community and I have the well being of others to worry about you know and I have the um I have uh I have things I need to look into and actually I said something earlier I said something earlier which was wrong I said that the the Salt Lake City case was with somebody who was um 
who had judged Krulov, which that's actually in, inaccurate. The mm. person was supposed to judge. Oh uh, yeah. The the person was supposed to judge the next one. Mm-hmm. And I got and I and and people hit me up and was like, hey, there's some stuff that's going on in this community that you should know about. That you should know about. And and whether if I want and that and that's when I tabled it with the guys and I was like, hey, somebody told me this. Uh, a couple people told me this. And uh I don't know if it's true or not, but for the well-being of the community, like what, how do we, you know, move forward? And I was, it, it, it we all came to the decision that it was like, we have to replace this person, whether yeah. if it's, whether if it's true or whether if it's true or not, or it comes out to the fact that like, you know what I'm saying? Like whether, whether, whatever, whatever comes out about it, this is a hot topic and people, people feel unsafe. So we have to do what, we need to to make sure that the community is okay with this, and it's you know it's hard I mean? too because in often cases, like you know the person, right? I do, Most, yeah, yeah. I know, often I, cases, you know this person, and it's it's hard for us, like as as men, because we identify, yeah, you know, like we we put themselves in their shoes, and and it's there's two things, there's two reasons why this is hard for us, right? The yeah. first reason is that we don't, most of us don't really understand how prevalent assault is yes right like if you're listening to this and you're a guy right you know you know somebody a woman close to you has been assaulted yes and if you you don't know about it that means she doesn't trust you to know about it that means she doesn't believe that she can tell you and that you will believe her and And that is fucking common that is commonplace and assault is a spectrum too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like a, assault is a whole just, range. Assault isn't just like I, uh, you know, like you 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 put your hands on somebody or you force somebody. It it could be so many more things up up. Uh, you know, oh on my that. God. So, yes, thank you. Yeah, and also you know, it's not. And also it's not just like most of us as guys because we don't have to think about it. We usually think it's some stranger jumping out of the bushes and grabbing a woman, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Almost always, like a wide yeah. percentage, it's somebody that they know. It's somebody that they trusted. It's somebody somebody really, at work. Somebody yeah. at somebody somebody in, in their, their family, some a friend, yeah. etc. You know, and we don't yeah. think about it because we don't have to think about it. Yeah, and, you know. And, and now, now that it's such a huge thing, I feel like you know us as us as a community, as a dance community, is really big on this because we're like, yo, that us as a community should let this fly. And so we're very hyper aware of this right now, you know. What I'm yeah, but we're also late to the table. Like yes. this, this, this thing has been happening forever, and we're just now starting to talk about it. Mm, you know, whereas other, where other dance communities, they've been doing it for, like I said, over a decade. And the last thing I'm going to say in terms of like guys and the difficult position in terms of believing somebody, uh-huh. or you know, believing uh, uh, that somebody could be an assailant, right? Yeah, is and I've mentioned this on on Jasmine's episode, but I'll mention it again assailants groom their the the their victims right uh-huh. but they also groom their witnesses and they exactly. groom they groom their supporters and so was, when you say when yeah, you say when you yeah. say oh i know this dude he could never do that i've, and I, I, was, I've never I was just seen about to say that i was yeah. just about i was just about to say that when you mentioned that i was Fire because because you were like you were like sometimes we know these people sometimes and i was just about to say Sometimes we think we know sometimes these Sometimes we think we know. Sometimes we're we confident. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes the 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 mask that they that they put on um, is is what we think we know about them. But then you know things develop and things 
they they show us things that, that they want us to know about them and stuff yeah. like that. So you never really know. And it's hard. It's hard. It's fucking hard to admit that you were groomed. Yeah. Right. For sure. Like, again, like I've known assailants. Right. Yep. And it was fucking horrible to realize, like, I was the dupe. I was the sucker. I bought it because that's what they showed me. And I didn't yep. look any deeper. Yep. Yep. It's a, it's a, you know it's a t- it's a tough spot to be in either way you know yeah. what I'm saying and that's why like like I and I sometimes I feel kind of a little odd with my with my stance on it with with my action towards it being like you know I don't really know enough information so I'm gonna step back sometimes that kind of it it sounds like a cop out but it's it's really just so that the people who are deeply involved um, can handle it how they handle it. And I, I'm also, I'm also, I also know that I'm doing my part too. You know what I'm saying? Like as, 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 as far as like, you know, with events and being like, Hey, this person is a, is a hot commodity. Okay. We're not going to have him a part of, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm not like, I'm definitely, and I can't stress this enough. I'm definitely not in support of it or I'm not like, Oh, well, what did she do? Was she asking for it? You know what I'm saying? Oof, that's like, yeah, that's, that's like, that's, that's total horse shit. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. like, I'm just saying that like for me, so that I don't pick a side, I, so that I don't pick a side when I don't need to, I would rather let people who are directly correlated with this thing handle the situation and what, comes from it is is what comes from it and i i hear you and i think for me it's a personal it's a personal choice right yeah but for me like my my stance because i've worked with so many and i've 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 had so many of these discussions with women Uh and this is this you know it's it's really refreshing to have this discussion with another man in our community yep but for me like my stance as, as i take it is i if you say you were assaulted i believe you Mm-hmm. I believe you. And if it turns out that you lied to me, then I will, I will make amends to the people I need to make amends to, but that doesn't reflect on me. That reflects on you. Yeah. You know? Okay. That's yeah. That's, that's actually a really good way to look at it. You know, like, but, yeah. but because so many survivors do not are, do not have the benefit of the doubt. Like I'm a, I'm a put my lot in automatically, automatically. Yeah. And if it turns out I'm wrong, I will face the repercussions of that and I will apologize to who I need to apologize to. And I will lower myself and it's, I have no problem yeah. with that, you know, yeah, for sure. But if I'm, but if I, if, but if I don't support them and then, it, and you know, oh, then yeah, I have yeah, to, yeah. then I have to live with that too. Yeah, 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 for sure. And I would rather live, sense. I would rather live with the first situation than the second. So that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's where I land in <laughs> on the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's actually that, but that's a great way to, 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 you know, and, and it's, it's really like, not, not that it's apples and oranges, but it's like, you know, um, I think it just depends on the person, you know, it depends on how much, you know, it, it, it depends on the experiences of a person. It depends on, you know, their understanding of like, cause like somebody like you, you have a lot of like facts to back up your, your thoughts. You have a lot of like, you know, you have a lot of understanding in this, in this thing and you've done your research. So, you, you know what I'm saying? So it's not like, you're just like, Oh, I pick a side and that's just what it is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. like it's, it's, it's not that, you know? Yeah. But even then, like, I don't know everything and like, you know, no, we, we not. gotta keep, we gotta keep working on it. But regardless, I really, I want to say thank you so much for being open to having this discussion and having it recorded because I think 
it makes a difference. Yeah, it's you know? super. It's super fucking important. It's, and if and not just right now because it's always been important. But if there was ever a time for it to be important, it's definitely right now. Yeah, I mean, the only time you know? that exists is right now, and I mean, it's fucking important. So let's get into it. You know, and so many yeah, people, sure. so many people want to shy away from it, and I just want to say. You know, I, I really respect you for for having the discussion because I didn't full disclosure for everyone. I didn't prep him in advance that this was going to happen. You know, so Mm-mm. it very easily could be interpreted like, oh, he sp- you know, you fucking ambushed him, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, for but sure. it's because it's because I know you. It's because yeah. like I've been to your events and because I know how much you love the community and how uh-huh. serious you take your responsibility as a leader and an organizer that I felt like this is a good person to have this conversation with. Yeah, for sure. And I really appreciate you even seeing me in that light to like, you know, to have this conversation because this is not like, what's your favorite dance event you've ever been to? You know, like these are like, these are the real fucking topics. These are the real, like this, these are the heavy questions. These are like the real things that you should, you know, that you should get to know about the people that you are either close to or, you know, that, that you believe in, you yeah. know, like these are, these are the real things. They're not the superficial, like, you know, cause I mean, love, you, can, like, you can get that anywhere else. Yeah, exactly. You can get that anywhere else, but here you've got two dancers who are liquored up and just letting it all <laughs> <laughs> to the brim, to, to the, the brim. absolute yeah, brim. We are swimming right now. Um, yeah. Not I'm, to mention both of us have our fans and ACs cut off. So we are also oh, hot. God. Uh, yeah, hot I, and liquored. <laughs> Um, but yeah that said um i don't want it to just be about that because again like drinking and dance at the end of the world every episode is a portrait and i think this was a very important part of the portrait but it's not the only part so um i want to shift gears if that's okay unless you have anything else to say about the topic no i think we you know i'm saying and of course and i i and with the discretion of anybody who's who's listening if you if you feel like you know i I rubbed you the wrong way with my response, or if you feel like me or Rob, if you feel like we rubbed you the wrong way with our responses, or you feel like you need a little bit more insight, feel free to like, you know, drop a line to us and be like, hey, what the fuck did you mean by that? You know what I'm saying? Because context is everything. And like, you know, if if we're we're here to to have discussions, you know, we're here to 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 talk to people. And so. I'm so happy that you brought that up. And so in that spirit, there's three ways you can get in contact with us. For me personally, you can hit me up on Instagram at Rob underscore Celtic. Nice. All right. And uh, yours is at remember Hans, right? Yep. Remember Hans on everything. All right. Remember Hans, if you want to hit up Hans. And then um, also if you go on the anchor app, there's a feature there that I really love that I want to start shouting out more. It's um, you can send us voice messages. Nice. So if you um, have something that you, if you have a thought that you want to share about assault in the dance community, about my response, about uh, Hans's response, leave us a voice message, uh, go on to anchor.fm, get the app and then find us. It's drinking and dance at the end of the world. I assume, you know, the title because you're listening to us right now, <laughs> but leave us a message, make your voice known. It's important. Nice. Um, that said, and th- again, thank you for bringing that up. Um, yeah, to fun. switch gears a little bit, uh, how are you doing? <laughs> I am doing great. I'm I think, very happy to hear that. Yeah, I think that um, 
I at the beginning of this quarantine, I feel like I was very I was struggling a lot because of the limbo that we were in mm-hmm. and just not knowing how things would work and how um you know like the cancellation because uh the way that I operate is that like I I'm very I'm very work driven. Uh-huh. Um, I'm very work driven. And so I just put my head down and like I fill up my calendar and I have so many things. And like, you know, I'm I'm always on the move and I'm always doing things. And like um, when this when when this whole thing happened, I was I was forced to stop. I was forced to sit my ass down and I was forced to cancel events. And and you and this is actually great because. Anybody who's listening, you heard it here first. I broke it here, but I'm actually in a position to where I have to cancel my next thesis event that was scheduled for January. I have to cancel it um, just because of like, you know, the times and stuff like that. Um, and just because of what's going on. But I'm going to reschedule it for 2020, 2022. I think, and yeah, there was a great cry and lamentation in the dance community, <laughs> unlike any that was ever heard before or will ever be heard from again. Yes, but definitely you heard it here first. But um, just with like stuff like that and like, you know, the times, like I was like feeling like really lost and like I was really upset because it was foreign to me. And I was like, man, like all I've known is work and all I've known is to get shit cracking and events and how am I going to pay my rent? But like, as the time went on, I realized that like, this ain't going to break you. This. Yeah. It's not only is it not going to break me, but literally everyone else is going through the same thing right now. So it's not like I'm having, you know, I'm going through it. Literally everyone is going through it. So it's not like the world or the, or my life is just shitting on me. It's like kind of shitting on everybody else. Um, so that, along with the fact that, like, you know, I've been blessed with, you know, some great unemployment pay and, uh, thank God. you know, you know, yeah, thank God. And, you know, some some really great like I've, I've filed for a lot of grants and I've been blessed with a lot of like artist relief grants that like help me take care of my life. And like I'm I'm in probably the best place that I've ever been since moving to California, Dude. which is which is crazy to say because this is like a pandemic and like racial injustice is going on, oh. which, is, which is definitely not a thing that I want to shy away from it. You know what I'm saying? But like, this is a really fucked up time, but like I'm really doing better than I ever have in this time. I'm so, know? I'm so happy you mentioned that because I was feeling that too. Like it says every crisis has winners and losers and I've yeah. spent the last few years struggling and then this thing hit. And I mean, yeah. like, I've been going through some bullshit, like emotionally, yeah. spiritually, et cetera. But at the same time, like, I've got a savings account for the first time. And it's not, you know, and I've got, I've got like, Me you know, too. And I've been, I'm, I'm an essential worker. I've been uh, like, I've been hitting it hard going overtime nice. and doing all this shit. But also I've been learning skills. This yeah. podcast is in existence now. Yeah. For I'm sure. learning an instrument. I'm learning a language. I'm doing all yeah. sorts of shit, you know? So it's like, you know, yeah, for sure. And like, fucking you know, crazy. And like I, I added rejuvenated sneakerhead to my. Uh, I was gonna ask about that. Yeah, I, hit I, me. I, I, because like you know, since I was okay, so I was really into sneakers for a lot of my life. Like the the cousin that I that I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. um, he got me into like Jordan brand, and then I branched off into like you know Nike SB and like my own stuff. But like since 
I was when I was living in in Tampa from like 2010 to like 2015 when I left. I was at the peak of my like sneaker career. I built a sneaker company and I was working for Finish Line and I was getting so many. I had probably had like 75 to 100 pairs of shoes. I was at the peak of my like, you know, like my my sneaker collection. And then to to offset the the cost of me living here and me moving here, I got rid of like half to like 75% of my collection. Damn, and it's man. just it's just never been the same since, you know. But like now I'm able to like, you know, revamp my collection. I'm able to like make media. I'm able to, you know, work on like different things. And I'm like back into the culture because now, you know what I'm saying? Because now I have the space to because now you I, have a reset. Yeah. You know, like yeah. and like and like I've you know and nobody ever really talks about like the the shitty moments in there and and like their process and stuff like that. Like I forget who said it, but like somebody was like you never see the grind, you only see the shine. Yeah. You know, absolutely. so so like people obviously don't get to see, you know, my moments where I'm like, oh fuck, how is rent coming up? Or like, oh, how am I gonna make this happen? But like now that that's not really a thing anymore, I have the space to focus on the things that like really brought me joy. I have the space to like, you know, rebuild my my sneaker collection. I have the space to create content and create media. And I have the space to talk to other sneaker, you know, people. I have the space to like do all these things. So like, even though this is a really shitty time for a lot of people, and at first, including me, like this is probably the best that I've been doing since I've moved out here. To it's be a honest. fucking head trip, isn't it? Yeah, it, it really is and here's, because like sorry, go on because like No, no, I was just gonna say, like, because I didn't like we me and the guys talk about like, man, if we just got like a little upstart or if we just got like a little reset, like things would be great. You know what I'm saying? And like I was like, yeah, but like how the fuck is that gonna happen? And now I'm looking at it and I'm like, wow, I you have never, a savings. Yep. You know, like yep. I have a sa- I have a savings. I have uh I'm rebuilding my sneaker collection. I don't have as much worries i have more time to like you know really assess myself and build myself into my craft and like it's crazy to think that like that's something that i can do in the middle of a fucking pandemic and this is the thing too because it was a head trip for me because like i've got the pandemic i've got all my my black friends like suffering uh yeah mourning and grieving and that like you know I'll never know that particular pain but like i do have the pain of like watching people i love in pain right yeah um and then, like, you know, as I've said to death, like, I'm also dealing with, like, the after effects of a uh, breakup of a five-year relationship and uh-huh. all sorts of shit. And it got to this point where I was, like, and at the same time, I'm doing so well, right? Yeah. And I'm, like, it, it was this head fuck, like, oh, do I owe it all to this bullshit? Like, is that why I'm doing yeah. so Is that why I'm doing so much better than this? Did I need all this pain and suffering to hit me for me to be good? Yeah. And what I came to really trippy, what I came to, what I came to. And this is what I, you know, for me, I'm like, nah, fuck that. Fuck that. Right. I'm doing this well, despite all that bullshit. Yeah. Not because of it, because I think it's really dangerous to go the first route, because Uh if you buy into the first route, you buy into every misconception about artists that have existed from the beginning of time that we have to suffer for our art, that we have to go through hell in order to create anything of worth. Yeah. And all that leads is madness and addiction and self-destruction. 
Yeah. And, 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 and complacency and complacency. Thank you. And, and complacency and knowing that like, Oh, it's, it's fucked up, but it's always going to be fucked up. But at least I have like my art, you know, like, as yeah. opposed to being like, you know, it's just a product of the times. It's yeah. a product of like what's going on. And like, you know, like I was, I was in that same spot and it's actually really cool to hear somebody else's take on it because like, i not that we were, not that we were struggling because I know people who were actually struggling and it would be a disrespect to say that. Ah, uh, was... that, that way lies danger too, man. Uh, you think so? Comparing struggle is always, uh, okay. see, here's the thing. You can drown in 30 feet of water or three feet of water, but you're still mm. drowning. Mm. You're still that's drowning. A, that's a good, that's, that, that's a good look at it. Right. Um, that, that, I... that creates empathy rather than just, you know, uh, martyrdom. Ah, you know what I mean? You got to, you have to respect the struggle that you've been through because Mm. yes, there's always going to be somebody that had it objectively worse. But when you start devaluing the shit you've been through, you're going to devalue any path forward as well. Holy shit. That's a sound. That's a sound bite. If I ever heard one, (laughs) holy shit. That is that. It's, that, that really it's almost home. it's almost as if I've had four months to think about this <laughs> and, and every and goddamn what, day and what 17 or 18 episodes to do so Oh, about 20 if we count the after hours. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's, it's true because like I was I was really in a spot to where I was like, fuck, like, you know, within the last five years of me living in Los Angeles, it's been, you know, paycheck to paycheck it's been non yep. non-stop work it's yep. been like you know grind it's been create an event you know produce an event and do this and do that and like now i'm like Breathe. man yeah now i'm like man like i don't really have to do that and i'm okay you know like this is so foreign to me that i'm like wow what the fuck is actually going on right now yeah yeah so if you're listening and you've been through the shit and you're doing well, right? First off, if you're not doing well, you will do well. Hang in there. Like we're, yeah, you we, well. we fucking feel you. We really yeah, do. And we're, sure. we're here for you. And like, share your story. Like, you know how yeah. to get a hold of us. Yeah. Um, for sure. If you are doing well, it's not because of the bullshit. It's despite nope. it. It's, oh man. And thank right. you for that. Take, and I, take, and I, take your motherfucking power back. God damn it. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And I really appreciate hearing you say that because like that was a thought. I was like, man, this bullshit has made me better. You know, like nah. This, yeah. Nah, man, we didn't just, none of us needed this shit. All right. None for of sure. us. You for listening, sure. you listening, you didn't need this. For sure. But you did your thing anyway, goddammit. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Because like for me, like in my in my instance, like I went from like I had I had thesis twenty twenty mm-hmm. and like I took a break from thesis nine like twenty nineteen. I took the first ever year break from the event. I had the I, I, had I four, remember that. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I had four theses and I took a break on twenty nineteen and I had twenty twenty and it was the hugest best event I've ever had in my life. Like a hundred a hundred and ninety people in a in the prelims. And, uh, and, uh, you know, like this, just the, 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 the best of it ever. And then I went to Vancouver after that with my crew and like my crew won and like, we had a great event. And then after that, I went to Hawaii with my girlfriend and I was like, yo, this is the best year ever. And then everything came to a complete halt. Like it came to a stop and I was like, 
fuck? Like, I thought this was going to be the best year. This is the worst year. And I'm like, wait, no. Like, <laughs> this is actually one of the best years I've ever had in my life. M. Night Shyamalan twist, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man like t- hey maybe go every other year build some anticipation build the fucking you know let yourself breathe and turn this event into the the next just a boo now that just yeah, a boo isn't sure. a thing anymore you know like yeah, rest know. in peace just a boo but something's got to take that place so we'll see you know yeah you know and and just like and just just looking at it like just looking at it now like we're in what we're in august you oh know who would have ever thought that, like, at, in January, I definitely didn't think that we would be here in August. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I was I was ready to, 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 you know, double up and be like, okay, 2021, we're going hard. But, like, you know, like, just, you know, you never really, that, that goes to, to say that you never really know how shit's going to play out. You never really mm-hmm. know how things are going to go, you know? Well, if you want to make God laugh, you tell her your plan. <laughs> I, that's funny that you say that because me and the guys always say that like oh god the key funny you know god <laughs> god god got there god thinks they are funny you know yeah i don't no, want to i don't want to say he or she because we don't even really know but god thinks they are really funny because like you know it's like hey i saw you struggle for five years watch this yeah pandemic but you're gonna come out of it on the other end there like, they're a real wise ass that's for sure sure. all right so we're gonna take one more quick break and then we will wrap up all right okay cool my guest is hans pierre we'll be back in a second and we are back uh to wrap up our interview with hans pierre of the floridians repping tampa howdy my dude all right, so I've got uh, two more questions that I am uh, curious to get your take on cool. before we uh, send everybody on their way for the week. Cool. Uh, so first off, if you could normalize one thing that you feel not enough people do, what would it be? Ooh, shit. And I know there's so many different ways you can go with that, but that's kind of the point. Nice. Okay, if I could normalize anything that i feel like people don't do Hmm. Hmm. i'm trying to think about the things that i just recently started doing that i didn't do Mm -hmm. that you're feeling the difference hmm. yes and the alcohol um (laughs) (laughs) amen to that brother um i think that Huh. I mm, okay. I'm. I think I'm. I'm, I think I'm thinking too deeply into this. So I think that I would probably say not doing anything, which is which is kind of easy to do right now. Mm -hmm. But um, not doing anything is super like foreign, especially to myself. Yeah. But I I think that sitting the fuck down and just not occupying yourself or your mind with, with anything to do is super important. Being alone um, with you. Yes, definitely, definitely that. And like you're just understanding the things that like like the inner workings of your mind and like like the things that you do. I feel like that's like a foreign concept because especially like to all my people li- uh, listening. Uh, who are in Los Angeles, 
you you do nothing and like you 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 fucking drown. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, it's like lost. a it's like a shark. You know, they don't yeah. have swim bladders like other fish. They have to keep moving or they yeah. will sink to the bottom and die. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you have to like you have to keep moving. But like, I think that the the opportunity to to sit the fuck down and not do anything is so important because you get to look at the inner workings of your mind. You get to see the things that occupy your thoughts and you get to like you get to really look at like who you are and like what your thoughts consist of and like what's making you think these thoughts and like the grind is like super important because like just like you said you know you got the you know what i'm saying you have to keep moving forward or else you will drown but i think that sitting the fuck down and not doing something is just as important as always doing something well here's the thing too is that like you can sink a little bit yep you know like you, you definitely can, can you can go under the surface and swim for a little bit before you run out of oxygen yes you can you know so there doesn't you don't lose anything by getting a different perspective and taking yep. some time yep and it's hard it's hard because you don't want to lose like you don't want to lose like you know momentum or like you don't want to lose this imaginary thing that we've created for ourselves, which is like you know notoriety or like you know uh people's attention on you but like that shit is so important like this this time word that that we've spent not doing anything is so important because i've figured out that like my mind consists of only working you know like i i I figured out that like i don't really know who i am if i'm not working if i'm not grinding if i'm not working towards something like i don't really know who the fuck I am and that kind of that's kind of scary because like I don't want to work forever but do you understand like what a blessing it is that you're figuring this out in your late 20s early 30s as opposed to getting to the age of like 60 retiring and then realizing that holy shit you know I spent holy shit yeah Yeah, no like I didn't I never even thought about it like that but like you know I now that you say that I can see how somebody would do that you know i can see how somebody would spend their whole life you and know so many do that's the majority but yeah. we don't think we're in the majority till we get to the point where we stop and we're like oh fuck what now yeah. you know yeah and, you know it's the the breakup is the same deal like that you know like yeah. I'm, I'm polyamorous i have a partner at this uh, time and i'm still going through a breakup and it's yep. this weird fucking thing but at the same, you know it's this you thought you were going to be with somebody forever yeah and i and i'll say and, like and I, I don't want to dwell on this too much because I feel like oh, that's you know, fine. Yeah, I'm not, on. I'm not, I'm not heavy on like throwing anybody under the bus or nothing like that. But I will say that like, I can relate to you because I was in a situation to where I was with somebody for five years and then it ended. So I do feel, I know, you know, we know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And this and is, so, a, and also mentioning it is not throwing anyone under the bus. Like, sure. you know, sure. I have, disagreements with how things went down I, yeah. there's there's certain issues that haven't been resolved and they might never be and i'll have to be peaceful with that but at the same time like our exes gave us these gifts yeah. you know and like even if it didn't work out like five years is still five years and there were for still sure. amazing things that happened you know yeah, so sure. it's not throwing them under the bus like i you know i i wish her well you know and i hope yeah, that yeah, she has sure. a good and long and awesome life 
Yeah, for sure. And, and, and same, same with me, you know, and I'm actually still, still close friends with the ex that I'm not with any longer, you know? Um, but that's, just, that's just, just to say that, yeah, yeah it's, def- <laughs> it's, it's definitely a blessing because, you know, that's not something that will exist, whether it be single or in a relationship, you know? Yeah. Um, but I would, I would say that like, you know, it's, it's really crazy to look at, you know, to, to think that your life has to be or has to function in a certain way and then something happened like i don't know a pandemic or something like that and then yeah. you know you shift your way of thinking you know yeah so it's i think that's like that's that's the that's the biggest thing like um sit the fuck down you know like sit the fuck down and like really assess yourself and like your values and your views and like the things you want to do because like that's just as important as the grind because you don't want to be grinding and finish you know finish the grind or get to the you know the end of the grind and be like ah shit i wish i would have you know focused my myself on something else or something like that you know yeah exactly i mean we're all just doing the best we can. We only have a little bit of time on a rock that's speeding around a ball of fire at 60,000 miles per hour. You know? Yep. Um, and so all we can do is our best yep. and, and do what we can to live without regret. Mm-hmm. You know? There's, Talk about yeah. it. Oh, I mean, I could talk all goddamn day about it. But, um, <laughs> I think I'll I'll end out with my final question, um, and this is something I've I've started asking recently, and it's gotten me. I'm very happy that I started doing it, and I don't know why it came to me one day, but it it has. So, I'll preface it like this: um, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and a good number of them are interview format, you know, and it was like that on the radio too with NPR, Fresh Air, all that shit. Uh, and there's certain times where I will hear a question that I just think is an amazing question. And I wish like, oh man, I wish somebody asked me that shit. Cause I know exactly what I'd say. Right. Mm-hmm. All that to say, what is a question that you have always wanted to be asked? Ooh, shit. That is a good question. A question about a question. Nice. Yeah, it's cheating. And I actually got Monsell uh, Durden last week to he, he told a story that he's only told three other people. Um, Fucking Ill Cosby. Yeah, because I asked that question. He's like, I've been waiting for somebody to ask me the specific question. And you didn't quite do that. But at the same time, like he led me to a position where I figured out what question to ask him. Uh-huh. Then he answered. So nice. I'm a, I'm a big fan of this. It's a it's a dirty trick, I'll admit, but it's mine and y'all can fuck off if you don't like it. Nice. <laughs> I'm trying to th- Okay, so I'm trying to think. Okay. So You can take your time. I'll edit it out if we, if I need to. Like if okay. for, if we need to be, you know, if I need to edit for brevity, I will, but you can take your time. This ain't no rush. Hmm. It okay, so I'm trying to think because because within thinking about the, the question about what question I want to be asked means I have to think about the answer that I want to give that I haven't been able to give. So that's the way I'm approaching it. I'm there approaching you go, it like, man. I'm I approaching it. it like how, what answer have I not said? I have never been able to say that. <sighs> What's the this answer is- you've always wanted to give? And we'll make a question out of that. 
Hmm. What's the answer I always wanted to give? Hmm. I think the question is uh, it's very fucking open ended, but like that's okay. I think I I the one the well the only one that's coming to my mind is like what the fuck am I doing this for? Like what the fuck am I doing anything for? You know? Awesome. Yeah. You know All right. I mean? So like, uh Hans, what the fuck are you doing this for? <laughs> um I think for like for like pure enjoyment and no regrets, you know, like I feel like I spent a lot of time not knowing, not having a true understanding of the things that made me happy and the things that I really wanted to do. And I think I was, I think I spent a lot of time in my life getting, being misconstrued of the things that I thought were for me mm. and the things that I thought were, the things that I thought were my path based off of like, you know, whether it be influence or whether it be like, you know, culture or, or things like that. But like, um, I think that I'm doing things to just be fucking happy, you know, to like to to really sleep at night and to mm. to, to 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 really look back because I have um, what I realize is that like my memory my memory isn't as great as I think it is. And I keep things around me to remind me, Oof. you know, to remind me of things. And I think subconsciously it's because I'm either lazy and I don't want to have to remember it or because it makes it easier to remember. But regardless, like I, I feel like I'm like, I'm doing things to, like I feel like the the point of doing things is to just be fucking happy and to know that like you know this is what I actually want to do. Like I feel like that's like sounds really cliche, but I feel like a lot of people miss that or get caught up in what they think will make them happy or what they think happiness is. Yeah. Um, but I think that like I'm I'm very fucking or I think I'm very fucking close. Um, to being as happy as I want to be or do the things that I want to do. Um, and I think that's the point of it. Like, I think it, the point of it is to like, because nobody really actually knows what the, what the, like, that was perfect timing. Whoever said that in the background <laughs> that, that was Sam. <laughs> that was amazing. He did well. That was Sam. That's funny that you heard that through the door. Oh, of um, course. But uh, I, yeah, I think that like, you know, like, I think that that's the point of it to like, to make sure that I can sleep at night to make sure that like, the things that I do are the things that I want to do. And that there's no, like, there's no fat, like I trim the fat and that like, you know, the things that make me happy are the things that I do. And the people that I'm around make me as happy as I want it to be. And if not, then they're aware of the things that don't make me happy. And like, just being able to sleep at night, you know, and not have like any worries or any like, like I have a, um, I have a, t- I have a tattoo on my arm that says, I refuse to go back to not liking who I was. And, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's Ugh. a quote by, by, by Donald Glover, which is, uh, Childish Gambino in one of his songs. And, uh, I, I mean that as I, I, I got that, t- I got that tattoo because 
I feel like there was a time in my life to where I didn't know I was doing things based off of what I thought would make me happy. Like I would like gear my choreography based off of the people who inspired me thinking that that's the choreography I would make to make me happy. Or I would do things, you know what I'm saying? But oh, like, dude, bro, like if, like with that fucking quote, if you wanted to throw a knife right into my fucking heart, like <laughs> bullseye, motherfucker. You know, you know what I, I mean? It, like when you, there's, there's three, there's a couple things that, that, that come to mind when you talk mm. about this, right? The first mm. off is that um, uh, it's cliche, because it, it's so many people it's it's part of our universal shared experience like we're yeah. all coming to realize this at one point or another and we can hear it and it all sounds nice and we're like oh yeah yeah whatever right until yeah, it happiness. actually until it actually happens to you right yeah secondly i uh i have like i don't remember a lot of my past uh-huh I don't, and it's, it's 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 a conscious i think it was a conscious decision because like my my some of my best friends from high school, right. That I still yeah. am, am close with, like, will remember every little detail and they'll tell us, they'll tell me stories about myself that I've no recollection of. Me? And I'll be like, yeah. I did. I said, what I did. What, what the fuck? And I yeah. think, you know, and part of that is like, you know, you want to focus on the present when you want to focus on the future. And then I, I, I'm starting to realize as I'm hearing you talk that part of me wanted to forget parts of myself because i was ashamed yeah me because too. i didn't like who i was at that time and me so too. i me too i and i willed myself to forget and now yeah. i'm like I'm i want to remember this I'm starting right now i'm starting to remember and i'm starting to forgive myself and i'm starting to look at myself and say hey i should take it easy on me yeah. because i wasn't that bad you know yeah and yeah. so we, now I'm and thirdly I'm thinking of like your title on every single platform being remember Hans and so I want to ask do you remember Hans <laughs> um yeah I mean like I I I do and I don't you know like I, I do because like I leave things around me that like like I I I, I like it because I'm in my room right now like through this whole interview I've been in my room and mm -hmm. like while, while you've been talking I've been like looking around and like I keep, I've, I've said this to my girlfriend before, but I keep things around me to like, not to like keep score, but to remind me of the things that I'm proud of. Yeah. And, and uh, I think that there are a lot of things that I wasn't proud of because there was a time where I was at a place to where I couldn't really, um, I wasn't. I was I was proud of my accomplishments, but I wasn't proud of them because of the feeling that it gave me. But because this is what this is, people will say that this is an accomplishment. Yeah, you, you know, versus like this being something that I want to accomplish, and this being how I feel good about it. Somebody's you know gonna saying? love me for this. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> like like you know, what I'm saying. So like, I think that like now within like the last like maybe like five, seven years, if we really want to get into it, but not even really seven, more like five. Like the last like five years, I've been able to really hone in on like, you know, and maybe even like three years, you know, because mm. I spent a lot of time here in LA wasted trying to figure out, you know, trying to figure out who I was or what I wanted to do and all that shit. But like, yeah. I think that I keep things around me to, 
to to remind me that I can do whatever the fuck I want and that like that's who I am and not the things that people make out to be successful and things that people make out to be happy that you know what I'm saying like I think I that that's I think that that's like the I think that that's the thing that I would like to tell people the most the fact that like you can create you can create your own being or I guess like or your own like morality or like your your own like interest without the need of like other people's like shit to cloud it up you know what I mean like I feel like that's super important and I feel like people don't get to hear that like I feel like people are too caught up in like oh people think that this is cool so you gotta do this and like I feel like that's uh bullshit because (laughs) because like 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 I said like earlier people gravitate to individuals like people gravitate towards people who are themselves and people gravitate towards people who like to, you know, exhibit, you know, what they like and what they what what they are. So like I feel like um yeah, I, I kind of feel like that's that's the, the question that I haven't really been asked. Like, you know, like what makes you fucking happy? Like what do you what what type of shit, you know, do you actually wanna like do? Well there we go. There we go. And you shared it for the world. And I appreciate it. I appreciate you having this platform to like do this because like, you know, I think that dancers rely on their movement more than their like words. And I think that sometimes people need to fucking talk and say what they feel because, you know, uh, sometimes dance could also be a facade. No, for real, for real. And our culture makes it really easy. Yes, it does. Yes, it really does. Really you know? easy. For whatever reason. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it's really easy to be like this badass. I don't take shit when I'm battling, but I'm actually a soft puppy. You know, like, I feel like... <laughs> I cry in my fucking car. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like we kind of we kind of lose sight of, like, that that type of shit. So, like, For real. Being, able to, being able to be like, no one's really asking, like, oh, like, what type of shit do you you know, do you believe in that leads you to the point to where you feel like you can do whatever you want, you know? So I'm really, I'm actually really happy that you asked that because I don't think I've ever really sat there and dissected that like that. Well, I have to thank you for giving me all the tools I needed to figure out what that question was. So, you (laughs) know, it's, it's, you know, it's an exchange. It's a dance if you will <laughs> oh man we are plastered oh god damn yeah so we've officially <laughs> reached that uh that point where if we go any further we're just going to be talking in circles and yes, eventually, sure. <laughs> like and the audience will finally get to hear what i sound like when i sob so oh, nice, nice i think we're gonna cut it off before then because y'all motherfuckers need to pay for that privilege <laughs> uh and my final thought is um just to leave y'all and and to let you know how drunk i am this is the final thought for me i'm gonna give hans the final word but for mine it's um you are gonna die someday (laughs) and that's okay yes it's okay it's definitely okay it's so okay you have no idea how okay it is and it's gonna be fine we're all gonna gonna be fine fine. yeah it's gonna be fine and uh hans any anything you want to leave the people but and i'll add on to your statement but (laughs) but before you die is the thing that matters and the things that you do that fill up that space before you die is completely up to you. 
and it's no discretion it's no decision of anybody else but your damn self about how you want to live your life what you want to do because when you die guess what it's just you it's I've, just you and that's all that there is so you might as well have a good fucking time before you do i think this is a perfect cross section so the like more than any other interview the audience can t- really see what it's like when dancers get together get a little fucked up and talk about life <laughs> this, this happens every goddamn time so <laughs> y'all now y'all know yes uh, so this is uh, this is Rob Celtic. My guest today has been the incredible Hans Pierre, uh, repping the Floridians. Um, thank you so much for coming on, bro. We really appreciate you uh, spitting some life at us. I want to say thank you, thank you, Rob, because like I watch a lot of like I watch a lot of interviews of like music musicians. Like I watch a lot of interviews of like Jake Cole and like Currency and stuff like that. And I think that it's really cool to to see the inner workings of somebody's mind uh, aside from their art. And I think that you creating a platform to see the inner workings of an artist is really fucking important. Like, because like, that's something that's just as important as the art form, because you can be, you can create whatever the fuck you want to with your art. You can be this shit. But like, when you talk, you have to like, you know what I'm saying? Like this, this is you. Ha- you have to really be about your shit. And when you add alcohol, you really, really have to be about your shit. So, well, like, you know that said, not uh, half of the dancers we know and half of the dancers on this show are sober. We do the interview sober, etc. This is just a nice little treat, and it's fun. But yeah. to that point, um, none of what I do is possible without the amazing dancers that come on and trust me. Uh, to to be safe enough to tell their stories uh, as they see fit. So, y'all make sure, it man. everything. And if you um if you appreciate what you heard today, if you connected with uh, anything that Hans has said to you, um his donation link will be posted in the show notes. Uh, if you want to kick him a few bucks, like you know, every little bit helps. You know, we're and all, I was I'm, and and I was gonna say this to you. But also, like, because, you know, I feel like we could talk for hours. But um, I was going to say this to you, but I didn't get to tell you this. But also, if you don't want to give me money, which is totally fine, if you want to take the money that you want to give me and donate it to, like, a cause, whether it be, like, you know, like, bail bonds for people who are protesting or, like, Black Black Lives Matter, you know, like, shit like that like i'm totally up for that because i'm just gonna spend the money that you gave me on candy so if you want to like <laughs> so so if you want to like donate that money to like an actual cause i'm totally up for that because you know the minnesota the, the oh shit i'm plastered so i can't send really me send them. me the link when we're sober and i'll post it in I the will. show notes i will but like yeah. there's 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 tons of like foundations and stuff like that that i support that i believe in that you know, I'm saying that you can send your money towards that. I have also sent my money towards that, like, would be better off than sending money to me. So, like, either or, you know, what I'm saying, like, is is the hey, por qué no los dos? Uh, you it, can still support the uh, people out there fighting in the streets for uh, equality and justice and yes. the end of systemic oppression against Black people. And Talk about it, and buy Han some candy. So, <laughs> you can do yes. both. Ladies, get you a man who can do both. Talk, talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> that said, because uh, this is just, oh, this is, we're, we're failing fast here. Um, <laughs> yes. This is Rob Celtic. 
And uh, this is Hans Pierre. We are signing off. We will endure. Thank you, man. Oh, thank you, brother. Uh, we will endure. We will grow. Oh, God damn it. I almost, I almost, I've been doing this lately. The final toast. The final oh, toast. Yes. So if y'all have yes, drinks in your hands, toast. if y'all have drinks in your hands, uh, raise them up. Cheers to the end of the world and to the Clink. beginning of something better. Clink. Clink. <laughs> All right. Uh, host Rob Celtic, guest Hans Pierre. We will endure, we will grow, and we will overcome. God bless. This episode of Drinking and Dance at the End of the World was written and produced by me, Rob Celtic. Music for this episode was provided by the one and only Feathers. That's F-T-H-R-S. You can find his new album, Floating, on Spotify and Bandcamp under Feathers. If you like what you heard and you want to support the show, visit us on Patreon at patreon.com slash drinkingandance and donate for early episode releases, bonus episodes, personal shoutouts, and more. Thanks again for listening. Don't forget to like, favorite, and follow on Spotify and Anchor. We'll see you next time.